Welcome to Baltimore Sports Today, the daily podcast from the Baltimore Sports Report Network. This is episode 387 for Tuesday, April 18th, 2017. I'm Zach Will from BaltimoreSportsReport.com. Good morning, Jabby Burns. How are you? Grumpy. I mean, yeah, me too. as I told you, I got uh, was just into a, a verbal altercation dropping the boys off at school. Uh, I'd like to have a verbal altercation with the Caps uh, myself, if possible. Zach, why, why do I get invested in teams that are just going to just crush my soul? Uh, I, I had a, a friend on Facebook who wrote, uh, Hi, my name is, I'll, I'll keep his name out of it, and I have one fatal flaw. I'm a Washington Capitals fan, and that's it's pretty much exactly how I feel. I don't, I don't know why... <sighs> I fool myself into uh, feeling optimistic this time of year about the Capitals. Every year, I do. It's, it's going to be different this year, Jab. It's gonna, no. No, it's not. Uh, and that was, that was made evident. I was just pissed off that that game was going into overtime again, Jab. I'm, I'm thinking Ugh. they were in command of this game. And, and here we are, freaking in, in overtime again with a team that they should have handled a, a while ago, it's it's frustrating and a uh, frustrating, so frustrating loss. Oh. Yeah, it, here's the deal: you get up two nothing, you expect a team, you step on them, throw it. You, you think a number one seed, the President's Cup. I'm so tired of that. By the way, I'm going to stop saying yeah. President's Cup because that's the, I just so I'm so tired of that. You mentioned that, um, you know, before the playoffs even started. That means absolutely nothing. Um, you go up two nothing. You, you got it. So you can step on their throat. Yeah, they got a little bit of a lucky goal there with Matthews, you know, kind of rebound goal to get it back to two one. But then you take advantage three one. Then you get to a pet chance where you have five on three. I can't understand how a team cannot score five on three. It's just crazy to me that you can't do that. They they kill that penalty off. Actually, Toronto had a better shot of scoring. Would hope he had to come out almost to mid ice to oh make a play gosh. basically on that, which is unbelievable. Yeah, it was. Then the stupid Maple Leafs have a dumb. Uh, too many men on the ice again right after that. So then it's four on three again, and the Caps can't score. And I said at that point, you know what? That's one of those momentum things. When you kill off a couple penalties like that, then they were able to get one late. And I just said, oh, it's just unbelievable. I will say this. That third period for no goals being scored was the most one of the most exciting third periods I've yeah. seen in a long time. Yeah, it was. Well, at least we got the Orioles, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least we got the uh, Orioles. So that's what we're going to talk about yeah. today, because our, our Orioles have traveled. They've gotten the heck out of uh, Toronto, like like hopefully the Caps will do with a victory, uh, and are, are back in the U.S. of A. in Ohio, of all places, to face their arch-rival Cincinnati Reds for a three-game series that opens up. Huge tonight. rival. Yep. Thank goodness yeah. baseball's back. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> we had a day off. <laughs> we're mm-hmm. good to go. Coming off the euphoria of Boom Boom Manzini hitting a couple bombs and you know yep. giving his bat, the wonder bat to everybody. Yep. Um, good news on Chris Tillman yesterday. His start seemed to be go to go fine um, for I think you know who cares about the results? The fact that he was out on the mound um, pitching to live hitters I think is huge. So that those are some positive things to look forward to. And then of course, like you said, Zach, we've got uh, that huge rivalry that is the Cincinnati Reds um, out there. Who, by the way, you know we laughed at it before the. Here, Zach, we both said Cincinnati might be one of the ter- one one terrible team this year. Well, it's early, and it couldn't be more early. And this is a perfect example of baseball's a 162 sport, but uh, they're playing a lot better than people think. They are in first place in the National League Central with an eight and five record. It's uh, it, here are the standings in the NL Central. This is mm-hmm. this is awesome. Uh, it goes Reds, Brewers, Cubs, who won the World Series last year. 
Oh, did uh, they? I haven't heard about that. Pirates and Cardinals. So, um, wow. Yeah, insane. Uh, I Cubs are, or I'm sorry, the Reds are a uh, are a young team, youngest team in baseball. In fact, they've had the most uh, guys make their major league debut. Uh, I, they, they were talking about on the on the Orioles radio broadcast. Uh, most guys make their uh, big league debut this year, and um, it's it's working so far for them. It's it is very early on, uh, but you know, kind of like the opposite of uh, of when the Orioles went into Toronto. Uh, Orioles are catching the Reds at uh, perhaps a, a bad time to face the Reds. I, I don't think the Reds are going to be a very good team this year. I, I think they are rebuilding, uh, but they're catching them at a time in which uh, optimism is is flowing through Great American Ballpark there in Cincinnati, and and uh, a, a young team is is gelling and playing well together. So uh, they didn't time that right. No, but you know what. <clears throat> It's not like they're they're going up against a team that they can't take advantage of some of this young you know this start the, what do they say Cinderella shoe ends up coming off at some point Zach and I think with with Cincinnati you, you got what you got they're going to be able to pitch it's not like they've pitched tremendously I think I think uh, Finnegan has has done pretty well <clears throat> but they, let's 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 be honest you talk about all these young guys I mean they're throwing Bronson Arroyo I'm not sure Bronson Arroyo <laughs> is younger than the than the number on the back of his jersey 61 so I don't know exactly what to expect from Bronson Arroyo but on the other hand we got a Baldo too so total set at 10 Zach I was, I was asking you <laughs> yesterday at the um uh, on the pod yesterday what, what that over under is going to be 10 is the over under and here here's a little stat for you every time a Baldo pitches usually the game goes over <laughs> that, well, that's big. Not to mention the fact that the Orioles' offense is coming off of a of a double digit scoring yep. outing on uh, on Sunday in Toronto. So, I like the over there as well. Uh, we know Baldo. He went four and a third innings his last time out. Five earned runs on eight hits. Uh, since he came from the National League, he does have six career starts against the Reds. He is three and zero with a three ERA against Cincinnati. Although that just feels like it, like not even worth mentioning because it was an absolute lifetime ago. Yeah, it was a lifetime ago, and not a lot of sample size for the Abaldos uh, for people against Abaldo in this lineup, as you pointed out. Very young team. I'll just give you a couple guys to maybe watch out for on the Reds because obviously most of our fans, and not our fans, but the fans of the Orioles, haven't seen the Reds much. This kid Zach Cozart, who I have mentioned. Uh, I think on the past po- podcast is, is really, really starting to kind of, you know, I hate the term come, come into his own, but he he's, really is. Starting he's making to some money players. for you. Is that, is that what you're trying to tell me? He's doing a great job. And yeah, if you're in DraftKings, he's, he's somebody that uh, you can take a gander at. Adam Duvall hit a bunch of home runs last year. If you remember, he was in the home run derby last year as well. That's somebody that the Orioles should kind of take a gander at, uh, you know, throughout this lineup. But other than those two, and then maybe if you want to add Billy Hamilton, one of the fastest guys who can never get on base um, in baseball, those are some of the guys that maybe you could take a gander at. Um, obviously, Joey Votto still on the team. Maybe that's a name that people know. But other than that, you're not going to know many of these guys, not just because they're in a national league, even if you follow it for pretty strong. It's just like Zach said, they're the youngest team in baseball. Um, they're a rebuilding project that they're definitely going – they're committed to um, in Cincinnati. I feel like they're rebuilding all the time there. Uh, but I still, again, you got to go in there. You got to take care of business. You got the Red Sox on the horizon this coming weekend here at the Yards. Let's take care of business, get two or three. We'll get back to what we like to say on this show is just win series, Zach. And that, that's something that the Orioles so far have been successful at this year. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, the Reds will counter with uh, Bronson Arroyo, and his ERA mm. isn't, isn't 10.38 like a Baldos. 
Uh, but it's 9.90, so it's it's pretty close. Uh, Arroyo, who at one point I really wanted the Orioles to sign, like, I don't know, seven years ago or something. Uh, he So he pitched for six innings in a 5-1 loss to the Brewers on Thursday. Um, his uh, the, the note here in the game preview is that his velocity is That's still crazy. in the high 70s, low 80s, which is crazy. I think Jackson throws harder than that. <laughs> so two lackluster starts is what it says for Arroyo. Hmm. And I just I hope like heck that the Orioles just feast on some subpar pitching in this game. I, I, I want to see that offensive performance continue uh, in, in game one against the Reds. Yeah, and isn't the um, ballpark too? I think you would consider the Great American Ballpark a hitter's park as well, right? That uh, I believe to be the case, yes. Okay. So, I mean, for the Orioles, it really doesn't matter. Some of those bombs that uh, Mancini hit over the weekend, I'm pretty sure would have got out of any park. Um, So I don't think that's that big of a deal. But there are also some big gaps. I think center field is pretty deep. Kind of one of those fields, Zach, where the gaps, you get one in the gap and you have a chance for a triple. This team, the Orioles, not many guys on the team get get a triple uh, with the speed that they, they, the lack of speed, shall I say, on the team here. Uh, but for this first game, Zach, I anticipate, especially with the fact no DH, right? We got to remember no yep. DH this yep. week. So, um, which kind of, you know, we talked about Mancini a lot yesterday. I'm not sure exactly if he'd be in the lineup tonight. I know they That's have a lefty be tough, tomorrow. Because what are they going to, you know, I, I would think this would be the instance in which I would think that Trumbo is going to be playing some right field. But man. Trumbo and right. Um, at this point, do you put Seth in left or is your boy Kim actually still get the get the bat back? I don't know. Well, I mean, Mancini seems to be the odd man out, despite his two home yeah, run but performance. He, but here's the deal, too. On the in the National League, you got to remember, yeah. you can also use Mancini double late switches. in a game in advantageous uh, situations. Right. Exactly. When, double switches. When you got to get a Baldo out in the third. You know, yeah. he'll he'll get plenty of opportunities to bat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so it's not like just because he's not in the lineup like it is in the American League usually, if, you know, double switches or uh, defensive switches. I think in this case, you'll see Mancini maybe more in a pinch hitter type role, um, but coming off the bench or something like that. But uh, I expect to see Kim in the lineup. If you if you force me, I'd say Kim would probably be, be in left, Jones in center, and like you said, Trumbo in right field. Um, normal infield for the Orioles there as well. Yeah. Uh, so I expect at least in the first game to kind of go that way. Game two, I'm pretty sure a lefty, a, a prospect, shall we call them, um, for the Reds is pitching in game two, no? Amir Garrett, yeah, lefty right. 2-0 with a 1.42 ERA. Uh, he began his big league career. He had 12 scoreless innings um, until uh, David Freeze homered against him in, uh, in Wednesday's 9-2 win. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, uh, he, he's been a, a huge success so far, uh, for the Reds and he's facing off against Kevin Gossman, who's, uh, coming off of his first quality start of the season, two, one win over the Blue Jays on Thursday. So, uh, should be a, a, a good pitching matchup, kind of the opposite of what I'm expecting to see from these teams tonight. Yeah, exactly. I think Kevin, this was a good spot. For Kevin to kind of get back on track, right? Not a murderer's row per se. I mean, he's faced the Blue Jays twice. Is that kind of what it was? Um, he pit? He pitched really well against the Blue Jays on Thursday. Um, I, I thought Kevin looked a lot better. Balls were down a little bit, trusting his stuff a little bit more. Maybe he's watching his uh, his mate Dylan Bundy pitch, and maybe that's helping him. Um, you know, goal going forward on the mound here, Zach. But uh, left-hander on the mound. This is a game where I expect to see, as, as we pointed out, Mancini maybe out in right field. Um, in this one, uh, maybe some gentry in the in the mix as well. 
we'll, we'll see. Buck, we, we all know how Buck likes to kind of switch it up there with lefty-righty situations. He'll have a lot of guys um, to work from from his bench. But this is a game where I feel like if the Orioles can somehow you know, have an offensive output and just outscore the Reds tonight, tomorrow could be a game where then you can step on the gas and then this is your chance to go after the sweep if you're able to get this one because I anticipate um, Kevin to pitch really, really well in this one against the Cincinnati lineup. But like I said, that's kind of hot right now, but overall doesn't have the track record of maybe some other teams, especially in the AL East. Yeah, yeah definitely. No, that's definitely the case. Yeah, this will be a, a, a real test for them. And, and playing interleague, uh, you know, I know they're at home. So the Orioles are the ones stuck without the DH, but facing off against an opponent that you're not used to facing. Uh, and let's remember, too, stuff. Kevin also is going to be going against a lineup where the eight hitter in the American League is pretty much like, or in the National League, is pretty much like your ninth hitter yeah, in the, exactly. na- in the yep. if not worse, actually. Yep. Then you have the pitcher to work with yes. there, too. So. Also remember, Evaldo's not the worst hitter you've ever seen. Do just just yeah, remember that tonight lots of when you're watching. Experience, I know that's true. So, that is true. So at least if if he can if he's not out of the game by the time his at bat comes up, Zach, maybe he can help us out with the bat. <laughs> I'm hoping that's not going to be. Good. <laughs> remember what happened the last time he was out there with the Orioles score six runs before he ever even stepped out to the uh, to the mound. So. Yeah, be pretty and nice then he still was out before five innings and couldn't get a dub. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to be <laughs> optimistic here. Um, uh, we've been doing that for almost four years now. That's that is true. Uh, game last three, game, we see an old three. friend. That's right, Scott Feldman's on the mound. Remember him? I do. Uh, he's one and one with a 2.87 ERA, 15 strikeouts so far uh, for the Reds. He uh, went five innings threw 104 pitches and a no decision on Friday against the Brewers. Yeah, I, I old friend uh, Scott Feldman, it's trivia question, Zach. Who was Scott Feldman? Who was traded for Scott Feldman in 2012? Your favorite Baltimore Orioles team. That would be Jake Arrieta. And that mm. that is still my favorite Baltimore Orioles team. You're right. <laughs> it is? It really, it really is. I, I love the 2012 team. I, I have never had more fun watching baseball than I did in 2012. So, How many tweets will go around on that game when Scott Feldman takes the bump? About lots Jake. and lots of okay yeah. do people even remember that he was traded for jake or do you think people uh, some people kind of like are someone that out? like someone like you or i or rock or or uh or you know jake english scott Madden, yeah somebody, oh yeah somebody who was watching baseball in 2012 will mention it <laughs> and then it'll it'll blow up you know it'll be yeah it'll maybe be dan clark can say something about it too <laughs> maybe he could he can get into it. He's back, by the way. That's good times for me. Uh, so right now they have TBD on. I'm from what I'm from what I've been reading with Rock and everything. I think Wade Miley's going to get the ball on Wednesday. Wow. All right. For the birds. There you go. Um, I just think that his, his turn's coming up there. That I just I just don't know why it's still TBD, but that's the way the the way the Orioles roll. Um, so I anticipate Wade Miley, unless there's something that I I don't know what's going on. I think that he's going to get the start probably. Um, that fifth slot coming up. To, this weekend, we'll preview this weekend, obviously, as we get closer to the Red Sox series. I think a lefty in uh, Aquino might be getting that start there. I know Asher had a fantastic start uh, this past um, thing, but they had to send him down, and I don't think he can come back up in time. I think this, the time down in the minors won't work, so they actually have to bring somebody else up, and I think they they feel a little bit more advantageous maybe with a left-hander and Jason Aquino maybe coming up and catching that start. Um, might not even need it, though, Zach, from what I'm looking at the five-day forecast. Sunday could be a washout here in Baltimore, mm, so that, that right. should be interesting, um, something to look forward to. But this series alone, Scott Feldman, our old friend on the bump here on the Wednesday game, all three games at 7-10, Zach. We, we, I, I'm going to say this right now, Zach. We need to get two or three, win the series, and move along. 
completely on board with that and, and totally with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Wish the Cavs could win a series. That, that, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> That would be nice too. <laughs> Isn't it awesome that Pittsburgh's already up three zero too? Isn't that great? Uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm not talking about hockey again for on this podcast. That's it. Looking forward to baseball. Interleague baseball is back. The Orioles are facing the uh, Reds three game series. And I'm glad I know what I'm doing tonight and for the next three nights, Jabby Burns. So uh, looking forward to breaking it all down with you and uh, and seeing some familiar faces and friends and and watching some baseball and ignoring. Uh, what goes on out on the ice. So always good talking to you, my friend. You too, pal. For Jab, I am Zach. Thank you so much for listening to Baltimore Sports today. Enjoy your Tuesday, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. (laughs) 